Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane. Und this is Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. So how do vegans get their protein? Can they even build I don't muscles? Know. Maybe at the hardware store? Do they go there and pick up some hammers? and Maybe? Something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you get to ask that. You get that question all the time, even if you don't have a lot of muscles. I right? get that question so many times and starting to get crazy to answer it so many times <laughs> right but yeah. we have a very special guest today right yeah someone can tell us where do you get your protein from ravi where do you get your protein <laughs> hi <laughs> hey how's it going guys good, good. You? where do i get my protein you know the hardware store <laughs> yeah <From people? laughs> you know I'd, I'd be rich if i had a penny every time i got asked that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> totally. Be millionaires. Yeah, please tell the <laughs> listeners more about yourself. You know, we want to know. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, my name is Ravi. Uh, online is Vegans Online um, on Instagram, and I, uh, you know, I, I do men's uh, men's physique competitions, so competitive bodybuilding. Um, moving into further divisions as I just keep going on my journey. Um, so, classic physique will be next. Um, I've done my pro show. This last summer to try and uh, achieve my IFBB Pro card, um, you know, I can get into the nitty gritty of that. But this—that's me overall. You know, I—I I started off doing it from a, a health point of view. Um, I got sick about five years ago and went plant-based to try and cure that, and then just kind of stuck with it after realizing how good I felt on it, and I was healing my um, the issue that I had, which was digestion-based. And then got into the ethics very quickly since I had a I had a dog myself and I started just doing comparisons to ask myself. I just asked myself the cognitive dissonance questions. I said, what's the difference? Um, how can I, you know, treat one animal this way? And yet I love and adore this one and, you know, other dogs on the street and cats. And and then just quickly went over to the ethical side. And, you know, I tell people once you go to the ethical side, there's never any going back once you've been exposed to it. Totally. Right the horrors of what happens it's like well you got to step up and either be a hero or kind of be the villain once you once you know, you know? <laughs> yeah that's true a lot of people paint vegans as like the villain and oh what do they know like you know what are they talking yeah. about they don't really understand what the ethics and what's behind it all right mm -hmm. and also sometimes they don't just through education they don't understand there's even another way yeah right, right. Yeah, and that's, I think that society that's that's told us that hey, you can't survive unless you have animal products. Exactly. Whereas, like, I How think do you want to be strong? Right. <laughs> Otherwise, all of us would probably not be here. Right. If that was the truth. Yeah. But, but sometimes, even as a vegan, you know, when you're among people that eat meat, you don't even have to say anything, and they feel attacked by your presence alone. Yeah, you have that no, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they feel like you're judging you whether you you're say anything or nothing. Just knowing that you're vegan and have yeah. a different view, they think that right. that you're judging them. Totally. Yeah, yeah, just if I give the if I give the wrong 
angle view at someone. They're like, are you judging me? And I can tell they're thinking that. And I'm like, no, I was just looking in your direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I think they forget that we all probably ate meat or animal products before. I was and just it's like, so we understand. It's not like we don't yeah. understand the aspect. But. Right. It's funny. I was at, a, you know, I was at a family party yesterday and seeing some relatives I haven't seen in, you know, quite a few years now. And they, you know, they bring over a, a plate of like chicken or whatever it is. And they say, oh, don't put it on this table. We got to move it over here because Ralph is vegan. He's not going to like this. And I just got, I just said, I was like, you realized I ate meat for like 29 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what it looks like. I know everything about it. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm not going to have it under my nose, but you can, if you choose to eat it, that's your choice. I'm not going to, you know, slap you across the face because I'm bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, what inspired you to start uh, doing bodybuilding? Um. Well, I um, I was always a skinny guy. Um. I, I have a even to now. I still have an ectomorph body type, which is, you know, I have an extremely fast metabolism. I find it difficult to put on size of any kind. So, you know, I grew up in. Uh, I was born in Canada, but I grew up in England. Um, oh. and I, we moved back to Vancouver when I was 18 and I only weighed about 110 pounds. Wow. Uh, That's really, so light. I was, yeah, I was really yeah. thin. I mean, you know, being 110 and, and, uh, you know, I was about five foot 10 as well as full height by that point in England and Europe in general, people are generally fairly thin. It's just kind of the way it is. Like, I think the last time I went back to England and I tried to buy some, <laughs> buy some uh, sweatpants i couldn't get my legs on them. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah they, they definitely have more like, thinning clothes yeah. in europe they I do yeah. yeah way more fitted and yeah i just i started laughing at the the store clerk saying does everybody skip leg day here i was like, i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm yeah. from europe so that's our style yeah <laughs> yeah that's the style yeah. but yeah so the so moving here at 18 and then a lot of my family that was here from my mom's side are fairly large in terms of like, you know, farm boy type builds, big shoulders, big chest, um, couple power lifters in my family and, you know, karate experts and they're all very big and, and muscular. Nobody was really lean in terms of like having abs or anything. So I was the only person in my family that was constantly shredded, but I was also skinny. So skinny guy with abs, I would say, I don't really care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I had low body fat, but it wasn't really hard to have low body fat for me. You know, I could sit there and eat a, a box of cookies like 30 cookies in one sitting and have zero side effects and oh, zero weight. Lucky you. I'm You're like so a complete lucky. opposite. <laughs> it's a gift and a curse, I guess. We always wish what we don't have, right? Exactly. Yeah. I wish I wish I gained weight from it because then I'd be on a much, much smoother journey on the bulk now. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, you definitely don't look skinny now. That's for sure. <laughs> Seeing your Instagram pictures and stuff. Thanks. That's been a lot of years of work. So it's been... Um, so, I mean, at 18, I moved here. I basically signed up with the gym almost immediately, started training with my cousins, learning how to train. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I couldn't keep up with them, you know, deadlifting four or 500 pounds, and I was deadlifting just the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't lift much of anything, but I tried, and I more went to the gym for, I'd say from the age of like 18 to, it was probably around 25, I went to the gym for fun. You know, I didn't, I wasn't really seeing results, but it didn't bother me as much back then. You know, I gained a bit of weight, but I didn't look in shape. You know, my body fat was always around 20%. Um, I still had somewhat abs, but my, you know, everything else was, wasn't really in shape, but I got up to about 165, 170 pounds. 
Um, and I just, I just kind of enjoyed, you know, fitting it to clothes properly. And I enjoyed going <laughs> to the gym. And then one day my, uh, one of my closest friends, Alan was, who was a, a, you know, a big guy in the gym himself. And we met through like a, just an interest in cars. And he just said, Hey, how about I start training you? Cause he really knew what to do in the gym. So we did, uh, we, I did, I trained with him and he actually got me involved with the ketogenic diet. Um, which, you know, because my body fat had gone up to about 20% and I had done the research of bodybuilding and keto was a huge thing even way back then. Right. Um, you know, this is almost eight years ago that I first started doing it and it helped me learn, you know, macros and what's in food and, um, how my body reacted to carbs and insulin. Um, so I, I did learn a lot from it. I, w I don't recommend it to anybody now and I'll, I'll get into that, but I did it for, <laughs> You know, I kind of did it for the first summer to lean down and look in shape, and I did. I was about 160 pounds lean, um, not stage lean, but I could see abs again. I was like, wow, I, you know, I feel really good. I didn't have a care for what was going on to my insides because that wasn't really a topic of discussion back then. You know, right. I was young, never once thought in my life I would get any sort of sickness or illness, right? You know, you think you're unstoppable <laughs> until you finally get stopped. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <right>. wow. <laughs> yeah. say. Um, so then, you know, I, I went on a, a couple of rounds of doing keto for a couple of years, you know, off season, I just tried to eat lots and then summer came and I dropped the body fat down. So I made little, I made little bits of improvement, um, for I, my third year, it came around to June time and I was, uh, doing aggressive keto. Um, and I would do, you know, 14 days of no carbs basically before I carved up. Wow. So this was, this was right at the end of it. You know, I was feeling dead. Um, you know, brain fog. I didn't enjoy going to the gym. I didn't enjoy working out. Work was hard. You know, I was self-employed. I work at a laptop every day, so it was hard to keep focus. And but I was doing it because I thought that was the way to do a bodybuilding journey to get on stage for the first time. Right. So as I'd put on some muscle mass, and I was like, okay, I want really want to step on stage and do a do a show in June time. Um, I was actually helping my brother uh, move. So we went without food for about six hours because we were just wanting to get it done. <laughs> and then he ordered some pizza for us. Um, and I was like, yeah, just order whatever. Even eating meat back then, I wasn't really a fan of, you know, too much meat on, on pizzas. I just liked it fairly, fairly plain, um, you know, green pepper, mushroom, and then maybe some pepperoni on it. Um, he ordered whatever they had kind of the quickest, which was a butter chicken pizza. Mm -hmm. um, and being... Being East Indian, he thought I would like it. I'm not a fan of butter chicken. I never have been. Um, the amount of cream and and other stuff in there it just it doesn't appeal to me the slightest bit. But that's what that's what that's what he ordered. I didn't want to be, you know, kind of rude. So I was like, okay, great, thank you, appreciate you bringing some food in. So I was so hungry. I ate six slices in about probably ten minutes. I was just I just kind of inhaled the food. Um, and we went back to, to moving and I had food poisoning for about six weeks nonstop. <gasps> no every, way. Yeah. Every, every day I wasn't getting better. I kind of, at the same time though, you know, I tell people I didn't seek help straight away. I had a, a I'd say I had a large ego, um, on my shoulders and I wouldn't even admit to myself that I was having an issue with digestion. Um, I kept telling myself it would go away, it'll pass. I carried on training in the gym because the show I wanted to do was that September, and this was June. So I was starting my actual prep. Um, and then after six weeks, one day in the gym, I wore hoodies all the time. I didn't show what I looked like. And my training partner finally said to me, hey, man, you look like you've lost a lot of weight. 
And I wasn't weighing myself at all. So I finally looked at myself and I said, ah, you know what? I I look really thin. Um, The weight I was able to move, I didn't notice I'd lost strength because I wasn't lifting heavy weight anymore. I was trying to do, you know, high reps, 30 rep movements and lots of sets, supersetting. So I wasn't considering that I lost strength. Right. And then I hopped on the scale and I was about 171 pounds and I started at 184. And I was just bewildered, like, this scale's broken. <laughs> you know, something's <laughs> broken. The mirror's broken. My training partner's broken. Tell me I've lost weight. Something's not right. <laughs> so yeah. I went home and uh, the next morning, best time to weigh yourself was in the morning. So I pushed out of my, out of my head. I woke up, hopped on the scale, and yeah, it was 170 pounds. And my lowest I got to was 167. Um, and that all happened in about six weeks. Um, my body fat was up. I couldn't see abs anymore. So I was very defeated at this point. I was just shocked to my system. And at that point, this is six, seven weeks afterwards, went to the doctors, multiple tests, saw a naturopath, did more and more testing. Um, MDs told me I was healthy and there's no problem. And I kept asking, well, how come I, you know, how come I keep dropping weight and I can't digest food? And they said, ah, oh, you'll get over it, which was kind of the answer. And I, it wasn't acceptable to me. Right. Um you know, I, I need a proper explanation to know what's going on. Um, controlling that way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a naturopath who did a, her own testing process, and she's the one to advise to me that it seems like I'm allergic to animal protein. I've, you oh. know, the food poisoning, the the ketogenic diet, the aggressive dieting. My immune system was shot, and I got extremely sick. She said I had five different types of parasites, candida <laughs> problem. It oh, infected wait. my small. Yeah, it infected my small intestine, um, which is a difficult, that destroys your immune system even more. That's when I learned your immune system starts from your small intestine. And every other month I had the flu um, and, it, and it would last for weeks. And I was so tired of being sick and bedridden that I was, you know, I, I was willing to do anything to get over this. And when I say anything at that point, she recommended that I go vegan. And I remember sitting in her office and thinking, well, I know I said I'd do anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I, had to ask, I, was like, what, I was like, what does that mean? Like, what is vegan? Because I didn't know anybody that was vegan. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't really know many people that were vegetarian, even though like the religion that, that my family is, is Sikhism. And that's vegetarian. You're not, you're not, you're not allowed right. to eat meat if you're in that religion. Right. Um, I wasn't a religious religious person, but I said, okay, well, let me research this. And my mom lived, you know, two minutes down the road from my house. So she helped me a lot for that six months um, that I was basically forced to go plant-based. Um, she made me a lot of curries, a lot of East Indian food, a lot of ginger, garlic, quinoa. Um, I stuck to foods that the naturopath said are going to be good to build back my gut bacteria. And it did. You know, mm. I felt so much better after six months. Um, I was starting to get back in the gym, realized I couldn't do that show, but I said, hey, there's always next year. Um, exactly. I had lost all my muscle mass, basically, that I'd spent years gaining. Aww. But I said, I, you know, muscle memory, I'll muscle gain it Muscle memory, back. yeah. Totally. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> I, had, I had the right friends around me to boost my kind of self-esteem back up to say, hey, you'll get it back. You worked hard before. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. And I agreed. I was like, it's a lifestyle. I, this is for me, and I'll do it again. Right. So I talked to my coach at the time who said, hey, you know, glad you're healthy. My naturopath told me I could start eating meat again if I wanted to. <laughs> so I went to cook some chicken breast at home under my coach's guidelines. And long story short, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't eat it. <laughs> I, took, I took one bite 
and I the taste and texture, the dryness of it wasn't for me, and I couldn't believe I used to eat it before. Oh. Um, so I started researching how can I do bodybuilding plant based, and I came across not like when you search it today. Yeah, there's tons and tons of articles. Back then, there wasn't many. Uh, there wasn't any. There wasn't many YouTube vegan celebrities talking about bodybuilding. <laughs> now there is. Uh, so it's a little bit difficult still. Right. Do you feel like you became stronger after your sickness and then getting back to bodybuilding? Like you were actually, you feel like you got stronger than before you actually were sick? Yeah, definitely. So when I got around to do my first show, which was a year later, which I still had a fair bit of digestive problems, still trying to heal, still trying to diagnose what I was actually allergic to now. Yeah. Um, I was in better shape um, than before I got sick already. Um, so I was like, okay, how did I made this much progress, you know, muscle memory. I didn't used to promote because I was plant-based. This happened. Um, I didn't, I didn't say that because to myself, I really needed to believe it. I needed to experience it. I did, you know, thousands of hours of research, read books, you know, Dr. Michael Gregor's, Dr. Garth Davis, Proteinaholic, China mm -hmm. study. I've read all of them. Right. I went through so much research, like on nutritionfacts.org to really know because, in training for business, one thing I've been taught through my business training is for, you know, if one of my employees is going to ask me a question, I always tell them, you know, think about the questions that are going to come back and answer those before you speak. Hmm. Um, so you give your, you give the person a complete question slash answer before they even have a chance to reply. So they get all the information up front. So I use the same kind of mindset for when I started researching, you know, bodybuilding, doing it vegan. I started saying, well, if I say, well, it's because of this or I do this, I'm going to get certain questions back. And if I wasn't confident enough to answer those, you know, I wanted to do the research. So I was. So I didn't used to talk about it so much for the first show. Um, the first show went decently well. My first ever time on stage, I was still sick at the time, so I didn't do perfect, but I was very happy. I was excited. So I did a presentation for vegan bodybuilding afterwards which was received really well um, i was expecting about 10 people show up and we had a, a room full of almost 50 people and i was like i need more chairs <laughs> so, so this, this was kind of the point where i guess vegan bodybuilding was sort of uh in people's minds people were hearing about it more so that's how come it was so popular and so many people turned up um which i was very excited and grateful for and It's just kind of grown since to whole new levels. Like you asked at the start, you know, where do I get my protein? For that first two years, I got that question every week inside the gym. <laughs> uh, every week, multiple times. And it was, you know, I, I never responded in a, in a rude manner because I took every opportunity as an opportunity to educate. And even though I didn't know all the answers, I would just tell people, honestly, listen, I don't know all the answers, but this is what I'm doing and this is where my research has led me. Great response. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I always try to, like, I don't want to come across as a know-it-all. Now that I've gone right. further into the vegan journey and activism level, I'm glad I did that because that's what people assume every vegan is. You think you know everything. You know, they assume I'm spreading propaganda and I'm angry all the time, but mm -hmm. I'm smiling all the time and I'm just trying to help people avoid the issue that I went through. You know, I, I even after I, when I didn't eat the chicken, A few months later, my coach said, hey, you know, can you at least start eating fish? You know, the good protein, that healthy fat. Oh, no. So me back then still being, still having that cognitive dissonance, I was like, yeah, you know, fish is a vegetable. Sure, I can eat that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started eating 
salmon, tuna, cod for uh, almost two months doing a meal prep service. Um, I also kept my plant-based eating going, like a lot of plant-based meals. I ordered from Chomp Vegan Eatery um, out of uh, Vancouver. They did meal prep for me and sent it to my house. Oh, cool. Um, so I learned more and more about how to eat plant-based. And because they broke down all my macronutrients as well, it really helped me continue my journey on learning more about each individual food. Mm-hmm. Um, so after two months, I finally said, okay, coach, I, I can't eat this fish. I, it tastes gross. I hate every meal I have with that. The, the vegan meals I'm getting, I enjoy eating those. But whenever I have to eat the salmon, I hate it. And I just force it down with tons of ketchup. <laughs> right. Was that the last animal you ate? Yeah. Fish? So that that, was, for me too. Yeah, I felt yeah, that too. So that, was, that was basically it. And then I got, I got the, the worst side effects from fish though, because I was still dealing with the digestion problems. Um, while I was healthier and I was gaining weight and training, apparently my body, we did more testing later, but apparently my body wasn't detoxing as well as other people. Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you think happened with eating a lot of fish for two months and my body wasn't detoxing? A lot of buildup. Yeah. A lot of build <laughs> Eating up. parasites too, because like fish has a bunch of parasites too. Yeah. Like worms, and, uh, right? I had, uh, I had what they can only describe as high heavy metals and that's a form of like mercury poisoning wow um so i like i said i grew up in england i grew up a huge football fan or soccer here um yeah. i played for a team my whole life I came to canada and i played for a team every single year i'm proud to say you know i am very competitive in football you know i'm a sprinter i'm a striker i'm proud to say i've always been kind of the top two on the team um always enjoyed playing and after this uh, my first game that i played when i started realizing something was wrong. I didn't know what the heck it was, but I snapped my ankle because I couldn't judge. Like I was just terrible on the pitch. I couldn't run with the ball properly. I couldn't shoot. And then I finally made a move down the wing and I went to cross the ball with my left foot and I couldn't judge where the ball was. And I remember vividly looking down at the ball and like taking a few extra steps and just being like, like how come I can't judge the distance? And I went to kick it and I kicked the ground and just snapped my ankle backwards um and for being you know kind of the top goal scorer on the team and everyone's like what you know what happened still then even at that point my ego wouldn't let me admit it i was just i rolled off like no no guys i'm fine <laughs> somebody, somebody substitute me and then my ankle was like sort of dangling and swelling and i was uh, like what? i was like what happened i just sat ooh. there not even in pain i just kept looking at my leg like what is wrong with me like something is wrong with me um It healed after it healed after about a month. I was able to walk on it again. Um, you know, I broke ankles before playing football from bad tackles, so I knew what to do. I healed it, rested it, and I got back to the team. And this is before I went to get testing done for whatever heavy metals were going on. But I told the team, "Hey guys, I'll just go and goal." I was the coach of the team as well. We didn't have a goalie, so I was like, "I'll go and goal." I'm a good goalie. I kind of grew up as a goalie, and they were like, "Yeah, awesome. Just you know, go and goal." So. I went and goal and I led in two of the most embarrassing goals that have ever been experienced. Like if it was recorded, it would be the number one blooper reel on YouTube. (laughs) I did it. One of them, the ball just bounced towards me and I went to grab it and I just missed it. I just couldn't judge it. My eyes were kind of flickering. I missed the ball and it rolled into the back of the net. It's slow as possible. And I just stood there and looked backwards and I was like, I just, again, I subbed myself off. I finally admitted to, The other two coaches on the team, I was like, something's going on. I'm not coming back to play until I figure this out. Um, and they were just more very concerned because they saw me go from, you know, in a month 
for a month and a half, the best player to the absolute worst. And they were like, something's wrong. So um, I had a lot of love from my team that, uh, that I was close with. They'd send me lots of messages like, hey, man, I hope you're feeling better. And, you know, I had, I had a lot of support. And then once I got tested, I told them what was going on. And everyone was just kind of shocked. And I think in a lot of respects, it opened up a lot of their eyes to say, you know, wow, I didn't know that was even possible. I thought that was like a rumor, fake news kind of thing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> wow. So, and it's interesting, like one of them now who was obviously my closest friend on the team then, um, because of game changers, he's messaged me recently. He's him and his wife have gone vegan. Um, he's on that journey himself and he compares it to like, yeah, you know, you've been doing it for so many years with all these health problems. And now, you know, he's he's very respectful, you know, say you got on stage, you've done this. He's like, I want to learn from that. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling that I've managed to achieve something with all the the troubles health-wise that I've had, and I get friends who are, you know, sometimes even in better shape than me, um, either physically or, uh, or um, you know, insides-wise, and they want to do what I'm doing, right? you know, because they've seen my journey. And I've, I feel very blessed that I'm able to share my story and how, how far I've managed to take my health and now my, my fitness level that, you know, I have, luckily I have a, a lot of gratitude for and there's a lot of respect given back for it as long as i can i say as long as i can keep going with uh not just the the journey i'm on but also give back the knowledge and uh, the education that i've learned along the years definitely you right. went through ups and downs that makes you even stronger mm -hmm. you know than keeping it consistent with like health or whatever you know it's not a bad thing to get sick it actually teaches you where you have to take care of yourself even better you know you get more in tune with your body by mm -hmm. being sick actually and then getting yeah. healthy mm -hmm. absolutely i always say i the day i got sick you know sometimes at the, during these years some some days have been really difficult to be like you know how come i'm sick again this is ridiculous and i get so frustrated inside that i can't believe something i ate just sent me sideways and i'll lose five six pounds in a couple of days just from not digesting food right but right. then I, i i still look back and i still live with the mindset like i do not regret that meal that I had that made me sick. I don't regret anything that's happened on this journey because I love where I am today. You know, everything happens for a reason. It led me to my, you know, purpose of doing this vegan bodybuilding journey um, and giving back to so many people that I've managed to help. And, you know, I've, I've had some deep talks with people who are, who would say, you know, what if it comes down to it? And all this time, if you had been eating a little bit of meat, or chicken or whatever it is, and you would be a hundred percent healthy, wouldn't you do it? And I I just, you know, I've given the honest answer back to say, if I had to live the rest of my life being 80% healthy and having some ups and downs here and there, but I never hurt another animal. But I knew that if I ate a little bit of meat, I could be a hundred percent. I'm I'm perfectly honest by saying I'd rather be 80% healthy and not hurt anybody else. That's right. how you know, I see it too. I find I find it extremely selfish to say for me to be the best version that I believe I can be, I have to step on others. Um, right. It's, it's selfish. You know, that's, that's just the basic of how I view it for myself. It's how I've done things. If I can do something a different way where I hurt absolutely nobody. And I, in fact, start helping and saving. I, the, the two don't even compare with each other. Um, there's not even a comparison level to that. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. Do you still have some time that we ask you some more questions? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah? 
Yeah. Okay, because sure. I'm really uh, curious about your typical training day. Like, how does it look mm. like? What do you usually eat when you really need to train hard? I'm sure it differs from day to day and what you're doing yeah, for exactly. competition or not, right? So just a quick yeah, overview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, first of all, for any of my the diets that I've done for myself, including this entire last prep, um, it's all in a Google Doc. So I share that with anybody that asks. It's all free. Um, somebody wants to see what I've done for a bulk in the past, what I did week by week, day by day. Also, macros broken down for the TIG get the physique I had for my last show, I give that for free. Um, I do custom meal plans for some clients. Um, I don't charge much because um, I just like helping people. But for you know, for the show, um, it was funny because I got a lot of pushback from people I knew in the industry who were either competing with me or you know were coaches themselves because they knew what I was eating. And it goes completely against the the grain. You know, I have I'll be eating fruit still when people are on no carb. I have bowls of cereal. I still eat my <laughs> yams and, and sweet potato. Yeah, the and, most nutrient-dense foods, the good yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. So it, I always told them, I was like, it's more of a timing thing. Like I have majority of my carbs for breakfast and around my workout. Um, any other yeah. time, yeah, I do have very low carb because I don't need the carbs for energy. I'm not going to expend them. So... My coach last year for my show out of Miami, Paul Revelia, he's the one that taught me a couple of key uh, points and the two things that went completely against the industry. He, so he has um, Natalie. She's a fit vegan chef on Instagram. She's an IFBB pro uh, bikini um, competitor. And I spoke to her. She recommended Paul to me. And he said, the first thing he said to me on the phone was, you're not going to do a single day of morning cardio, no fasted morning cardio. And I sat there listening and I was like, that's, that can't be true. You have to wake up at 5 a.m. and go on Stairmaster for an hour if you want to get on stage. That's just what everybody does. And he was like, nope. And he pointed out a little bit of science to me and I was willing to be educated and follow his plan because he's the expert and I'm clearly not. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Um, so I didn't do that. And I got a lot of pushback from friends saying, hey, you should do extra cardio in the morning. And I kept saying, nope, I'm going to follow through with what he wants me to do. Right. And then he also said, my lowest carb day was going to be 200 and uh, 220 grams of carbs it was the lowest I was going to go to, which again, I had friends saying, Hey, you, you can't. That's high. Yeah. That's high for some bodybuilders. Yeah. When they're used to doing no carb to get in shape and I was doing yeah. over 200 and still kind of loving my workouts and uh, my meals. Um, it was, it was strange, but it worked. It worked for that first show. You know, I placed top five, I qualified for the pro show and I was just bewildered at like, how did I do this? Like my, you know, my first time with the coach doing it, you know, the whole thing, uh, bulk prep, everything, a hundred percent vegan, completely against anybody else's macro guidelines. It was just different. That's, but that's when I realized when you're doing it plant-based, the macros are used differently. You know, I can I can consume more carbs because I'm not gaining a lot of the animal fats. So my body fat continuously drops because I'm eating nothing but whole foods, basically very minimal processed as well. Yeah. So it's it was just a completely different way to do things. And the last two shows I've done, you know, the weeks leading up to the show, friends are absolutely dead doing this keto thing, and I'm still enjoying my workouts. Happy, you know, I'm a little bit sleepy and like you know, fatigue because there's so much training going on. Plus with the long work days, you're kind of tired. 
Uh, but I was still happy and my face looked healthy while everybody else kind of gets that diet face look going on, like very oh. sunny. Yeah. I think people get confused about health versus like aesthetics, right? Like they think, oh, if you're skinny, yeah. you see a six pack. But, you know, prepping for a show, I don't think is that healthy. It's very low percentage of body fat. Our bodies are probably it's, not survival no. to, to survive <laughs> that low. You know, it's, it's only for that one day and then it goes back up. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know why our society thinks aesthetically if you're skinny and you have a six pack that you're automatically healthy. And we need to, I think, get away from that. Yeah, right. Like our friend, do you know Robert Cheek? Yeah, so he, yeah. yeah. Our friend, like he constantly eats, eats, you know, also whole foods. And he's like you, you know, like carbs are mm -hmm. fine. Like, and he feels strong. But I yeah, think, pe yeah, people have demonized carbs for, <laughs> I don't know, I guess industry and sponsored funding issues. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's just funny how um yeah I, I totally agree for one doing bodybuilding is not the healthiest sport you could do like getting to that low level of body fat the water loading you do on peak week you know people like I did sodium loading um to try and eliminate a lot of water from the body so the skin gets tighter it's wow. not good for your, it's not good for your kidneys doing that too much um, doing it too aggressively it's you know, getting down to five, six percent body fat. Yeah, your body can't survive at that. And then there's there's a strong disconnect. You know, I I had a photo shoot the day after the show and a you know promo material, things to look back on myself to be like, wow, that was the best shape I got in when I was 35 years old. Um, I want to look back on that when I'm 60 and like talk with my kids and say, yeah, you know, your old man was pretty good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but like, you know, I I realized like I I post those pictures and then I get friends that see me, you know obviously not in competition shape anymore and they're sometimes they're like hey I, you know you've you don't even have you know a full six-pack right now i thought you were in shape and i gotta <laughs> kind of have to remind them like dude that was that only lasts for like two weeks maximum wow yeah you like, can't, you can't as soon as you start like eating that. again back to normal <laughs> like yeah you just yeah it's yeah. it's a journey like you know as a, a week or two after the show i was already up to you know six seven hundred grams of carbs a day and you get carb overflow where yeah it's going to go into the the muscles more and uh it'll remove a lot of the definition that you've gained but that's the whole point of it i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to keep it i want to gain muscle mass now so my calorie intake shoots up through the roof that's the process yeah right. I, i'll cut down again next year some people don't quite get that they think i'm just lean absolutely shredded and vascular all year round and i'm like no i sometimes look like a potato it's fine but <laughs> 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 i'm still healthy like i'm still training right. so right now You know, my training regime has changed. Um, I actually bought my first training program to try and learn a little bit more about different techniques from, I don't know if you've heard of Mike Rashid before. Sounds familiar. Sounds he's like a, UFC. Is that UFC? Uh, no. He's a he's a professional boxer now as well, boxer. but he built his name with uh, right. C.T. Fletcher. They have a gym in Miami. He's like an, kind of a, an old school trainer. He's I think he's about similar age to me, but um, he's a, he's a really big guy and he's his whole method is overtraining. Like your body can handle way more than people say it can. And, and he went vegan almost two years ago now, I think, um, or rather I'd say plant-based. So he's promoted a lot of that and I've always respected his training method. So I finally picked up his program and just talked to him over uh, Instagram, which I thought was cool. because I've been a fan of his for like seven, eight years now. So I was like, Hey, it's like a little fangirl moment. I'm like, Mike Rashid just messaged me. It's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking nice. to him. I hope it's him and not just somebody, <laughs> one of his staff anyways. But, yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I signed up to his, but I've always followed a training method of basically off his I- ideology, um, even before I was really knowing what I was doing in the gym. That's how I learned was I train until failure. You know, I, I don't lift the max weight I can every single time. I do a lot of reps. Um, I focus on form more than anything. That's what my coaches in the past have taught me. Um, and I just make sure I change my workout basically every single time I'm in the gym. I don't do the same thing over and over because that's honestly just how I find I enjoy every single gym workout. And if I, some days when I'm tired and I don't want to go to the gym, I still go because I also see it as I have to go because it's sort of a job for myself now. And some days you don't want to go to work. Um, but I'm going also to, you know, support and show people that you can do this vegan. And if I carry on going and pushing through, I think about how many more animals I can save by just working on myself that other people see it and they want to go vegan because they want to go and get themselves in great shape. And if they see me doing it, they'll want to do it themselves. That's just kind of how it's been working. Um, so it's almost like a job. I'm like, I have to go. I'm not doing it for myself anymore. I'm doing it for, you know, the multiple farms I drive by all the time. And I see all these cows and like the little, the, the calves in their pens. And it makes me sad. And it pushes me to say, okay, I have to do more. I have to be more of an impact to the society that I'm a part of and help influence in a positive way, you know, this, uh, this health journey that I'm on, the bodybuilding journey that I'm on. You don't have to do it in a negative fashion where you're dead every single show. You can actually take care of your insides, enjoy your food, enjoy your workout, and enjoy the actual show day. You don't have to be dead the whole time. You can do it a different way. So that's really what I'm trying to prove in this fitness industry that they've carb, they've uh, demonized carbs. They've told you you have to do two, three hours of cardio a day or whatever the heck some people do. I did 30 minutes a day. I only did a 12 week prep for this last show. Other people are doing 25 weeks. I, you know, I, I finished right in the middle of my entire class. It was large and doing less than half the prep of everybody else in my first pro show while other people have done multiple and won multiple shows. I was pretty, pretty happy with myself and just, you know, my uh, self-esteem was through the roof to be like, I can't believe I achieved this with only working on it for 12 weeks. (laughs) And I, and I wasn't training much in that off season either because I wasn't planning on doing a show. I was doing maybe three days a week workouts, doing a lot of family life stuff. You know, I built a house and it was very busy and, business was business was really busy and i just wasn't focusing on training as much as i would have been had i been planning on doing a show and one of my friends actually pushed me to push me to do the show because he competed with me and he was like hey man why don't you just do the show with me he's like you're qualified for it you may as well yeah and i sat there <laughs> i remember it was easter dinner at my fiance's uh family house and i was about to eat into this whole foods vegan cake that we picked up for the dinner <laughs> as he's texting me and saying this and i was like you know what I should just I should just do the show. And I had I made sure I had a few bites first and then I said <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. on, yeah, I'm going in. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then then I I made made the journey to that. So on a I mean right now on a daily eating plan, um I have about five, sometimes six meals a day if time allows. Um, you know, my fiance is my, you know, ultimate chef in the house. She that she's amazing and has taught me so much on how to use different spices and foods that you know before even i made uh so-called fancy meals for friends when i was you know cooking on my own 
but they were all just kind of simple pastas and stir fries. Like there was nothing really to it. They just, nobody's really used to having anything different except chicken rice broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for prepping, I'm sure that's like the (laughs) go-to everything. Exactly. So yeah, now now I, I stick to easy, quick meals I can cook at home and a lot of meal prep, you know, for breakfast. I'm not one to say you have to eat breakfast foods for breakfast. Like, you know, you have to eat you know this so i you know people like no i have eggs for breakfast because that's a breakfast food that's not true eggs is never a food in the first place but um, like one of the worst breakfast one of the worst (laughs) high high fats in the morning yeah (laughs) cholesterol high saturated fat in the morning yeah shock your body in the morning like that all right (laughs) yeah don't don't treat your body like you love it not you hate it (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so so like yeah for breakfast, I'll just have like a couple of, I'll make a sandwich, usually a tofu or tempeh based sandwich with a bunch of veggies in it. Um, I'll have like a peanut butter and banana sandwich right afterwards. And then usually a, a bowl of cereal with uh, some type of granola, hemp tea on top. Um, that's still breakfast? Uh, that's still breakfast. That, <laughs> that'll be for breakfast. That's, you know, I, I try and get as many calories, carbs and fats as I can in a, you know, still a limited amount of, of fat you know i can't go overboard with that yeah. um but i get as much as i can for breakfast because that's where i'm going to need it the most um to feel the first few hours of my day which usually filled with non-stop business meeting calls and a lot of focus and you know it's i i, I have to have a big meal because i'm not i know i'm not gonna be able to eat for a few hours right yeah um so then you know next meal comes around we have a we usually have a bunch of potatoes or rice prepped um that's already cooked in the fridge. Then I just make protein and vegetables with it, which again, usually, usually revolves around uh, chickpeas, lentils as the, the main protein sources. Sometimes tempeh again, um, make it into a stir fry, throw it on a, the baked potato or mix it into a big rice bowl. You know, there's still very high calories. I'll, I'll throw an avocado in with it, or if I'm feeling like I want something more tasty, I'll use a, a sauce that's higher fat or a sesame oil or, um, or peanut peanut based dressing um I, I i keep an eye on sodium you know I, I don't go overboard with sodium um i do believe it's you know you need it in your you need it in your body obviously for for the healthy aspects of it but i try and stick to all the healthy forms of sodium as well less you know less processed food mm-hmm. you know i love the i love the eve's ground veggie um i love eating that but it's very high in sodium so it's still seen as a treat for me as a cheat meal it's not i can't use it as a staple in my diet you know i love the beyond meat products it's a treat when i have it it's oh, not yeah. a staple yeah. you know if i have it too much um you know how can i say i'm i'm healthy yeah right, <laughs> totally right. It's, yeah it's a cheat meal you got to consider it a cheat meal it's once a week maybe twice that's about it <laughs> yeah, exactly so any exciting uh future plans before we we leave you and uh where can the listeners find you Exciting future plans. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, my, my plan is to get my FBB pro card. I've given myself the next, you know, three to four years to achieve it. Um, and then we, you know, family plan wise, we, we are opening up our own animal sanctuary. Um, oh, wow. That's awesome. That is, yeah. That, you should that send is us our, the links when you get it. We'll put it up on our website. And we're going to come and Absolutely. visit, hopefully. Yeah. We'll Absolutely. definitely come visit. Yeah. Absolutely. Anybody and everybody will be welcome. And it's, you know, we we're already doing a lot of research on where we want to do it and how we want to do it. But it's I'll give you kind of a night a snippet of what we're planning is it's I mean, it's not going to be a petting zoo, obviously, but right. it's going to be kind of an animal sanctuary slash 
kids theme park. So is it going to be um, like hearts on noses type of thing or a little bit? Yeah, we we visited a lot of the local sanctuaries. Happy Herd is you know they're they're good friends of ours. Um, yeah. They've helped us a lot with a lot of the information. Uh, but we've also been to some regular farms, like there's a, a farm in Abbotsford called Man, uh, Man Farms, and they've got a, a huge play area, zip lines, bouncy stuff for uh, for kids. Um, so we've been playing with like ideas to build, like I said, like a sort of theme park to attract a lot more foot traffic to help fund the sanctuary and educate people on how to take care of animals and what they mean to us. And, wow. you know, they're more than just something for their plate, you know, so... We've got a lot of things planned, you know, a gym as well on the property so I can train <laughs> classes and personal training. That's um, great. Yeah, that's we're awesome. We're going to get wow. plant-based nutrition certificates and organic gardening, zero waste living. We, we've got a lot of plans for it. And then so that'll be that'll be a plan down the line. We've got our YouTube show coming up, which is going to be called Train with the Vegan, which is myself and my fiance, Miss Vegans, on Instagram. So you can... Add us on there, Miss V Gains, MS V Gains, and then V Gains Online is mine on Instagram. We'll be launching that probably tomorrow in the next couple of days. The first episode will be out. Um, Perfect. Which wow. is basically going to have a, a strong focus in the fitness plant based industry. So the Game Changers review will be coming soon as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you embody the Game Changers with your fiance. You know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We yeah. Need more people. I'd, Like that, that documentary was was amazing. It was all the years of research I did on my own to convince myself that I was doing the right thing was put into one 90-minute movie. And I was just blown away like, man, everybody's got it easy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they, if they believe all the right, science and do their research, because there's a lot of people that are still... I mean, we could have a whole podcast on people talking Check about out the Joe game Rogan changers. Check Joe Rogan on that. Yeah. yeah. Right, Joe hey, Rogan so. likes to yeah. <laughs> debunk vegans. Hey, but then it's like, you know, he questions vegans a lot, but then we get good publicity, bad he's publicity is good it. publicity. Yeah, he's talking hey, about it. So That's what they say, right? Any publicity is good publicity. But yeah. If you, want, if you ever want to do a show on game changers and talking about Joe Rogan, hey, I'll gladly come back for that. <laughs> We might, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll take that it fun. that direction for sure. That would Definitely. be great. Yeah, I would like to talk about awesome. that topic. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us today, Ravi, and uh, yeah. have yourself a great rest of your day and weekend here. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for your time and uh, have have a great weekend with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and I hope to uh, talk to you both soon again. Sounds, Sounds great. great. Take care. All right, thanks Bye. everyone. Bye. Yeah. Bye.